But it was indeed 30 years ago today, January 24th of 1994, that the little ticket began what somehow has turned into a 30-year onward journey with hopefully yet another 30 years to come. It's amazing to see how this came about because I was... I wasn't in the ticket company at the time because they weren't bought by Susquehanna as of yet, but I was at KLIF and seeing a couple of people who worked at KLIF going over to work at the ticket. And I think a few people thought that I was going to go over there also. I was part time. I was, yeah. uh, uh, started full time around November of 93. So I just gotten the overnight gig at KLIF at that time when the ticket was forming and everyone started talking about it. And then when they started, I was still working overnights. And I remember the boss coming up to me saying, Hey, have you talked to anyone over there? And I was like, no, I had, I didn't know, didn't uh, know I was anything allowed. about it. Yeah, no, I was where I was and I was just happy to be there. And when they were purchased by Susquehanna and everyone came over and we we're under the same roof, I will fully admit that I wasn't a, an instant P1 of the ticket. Yeah. And I don't know why. I think I listened to it a couple of times when, okay, you know, that sounds fun and just didn't go back. I just, I guess I didn't change my listening habits. And I think that's a tough sell for a lot of people to change what you do every day in the car to another station. And I can't remember when I truly, truly turned into a P1. It was probably around Maybe 2003, 2004, really? when I okay. truly became a P1 and just listened to the ticket. And I think it was when uh, uh Bob and Dan would have this segment called Check the Charts. And every now and then yeah. they'd have me in to do that segment. And I said, okay, well, let me check the station out and see what it's all about. And when I did, it was like a million other P1s out there. That's when you get hooked to when you start yeah, listening like, every day. Is and, yeah, what's going on it's here? It's amazing. And the different personalities and then getting to know some of the guys when we're on yeah. the same floor because I was on 16 in the old building okay. and the ticket was on 13 and rarely did they mix. <laughs> 16 and 13, very rarely Kinda did like you go four down. And five now. Seriously, that's exactly the way it was. But every now and then you go on 13 <laughs> and man, it just felt like a frat house down here and 16 was so buttoned up. It's like, okay, that's Looks kind of fun. And uh then I started working at The Bone, and our studios were next door. Mm-hmm. And I was definitely started getting to know the guys. And when I started doing that, became more and more of a P1. And I remember the one bet that probably got me hooked to this radio station, hook, line, and sinker. And it was Gordon. And it was Gordon doing Big Techs. And I was on my way to a bone event. State Fair Donnie. And it was the, it was the, uh, I think it was a Sunday morning and they replayed the 840 bit from that day. And I just, I laughed my, I didn't even get out of the car. I was laughing so hard. And I was like, okay, you know what? Nice. I will listen to this station all the damn time now. From now until I the did end. not listen to the bone 24 seven. No. Maybe a bad employee, but when I worked there, we did events. I'm fine, but I just wasn't. On your thing? <laughs> it wasn't my listening uh, habits with the bone, but I definitely turned into a P1 then and then got the call to say, hey, man, we're going to put you with Bob and Dan. 
in May of 2006. And How then that, that Did you have a choice in that, or was that the, <laughs> something was going away, but we want to keep you in the company? Because I can't remember. Is that when the bone went away? Yes. Okay. That's when Cumulus came and bought. Okay. And so uh, then it was, the we want to keep you, but we don't have a state. Your current station is being blown out, so we're going to put you over here. Right. Just try to okay. see. Uh, they wanted to keep me around, thank goodness, because they pretty much let everyone else at the bone go. Yeah. And I thought I was going to get fired also. So yeah. I said, okay, well, you know, it's, it's time to move on and look for something else. But when we had a huge meeting that afternoon on that day, and they read the list of people who unfortunately got laid off or got fired, and I wasn't on the list because I was invited to the meeting. So, like, you know, <laughs> see yeah. you guys. It's like, I, I, but for. Yeah, because those days. Before suck. a weekend or even a week, I had no idea what the heck I was going to do. None. So then all of a sudden I got yeah. the, okay, we're going to put you with Bob and Dan, uh, on the ticket. Okay. And at first it was only like a couple of days a week. It just felt weird because I was still running the board for the morning show that replaced us on the bone. But then a couple of days a week I went over and just sat in. And that's when the Mavericks were having their run, title run in 2006. And those guys were going to those games. So they yeah. were in Miami. Yeah. Talking to each other. And I'm back in studio. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> I was yeah. falling asleep. Good Lord. Because they weren't talking. They were talking to each other, you know. So it took. It was a really weird, bumpy start to my ticket career. And I'm telling you, I will say this and I will shout it because it is 100% true. Corby was my 100% lifesaver in this thing. Yeah. Because from May to July, it wasn't happening. Just wasn't working. And I thought, I don't even know why I'm here. I'm about to move on and do something else. It's just not feeling it. Man. And we sat down in Oxnard by the pool for about three hours. And he talked me off the ledge. And just the conversation probably saved my mindset as far as trying to, you know, fully dive headfirst into seeing how this was going to work. Because, yeah. man, now you want to talk about a fish out of water just being thrown into that situation. And we had those great times on those segments. But then it's a difference when you go once every two or three weeks. Yeah, because you're not and really then now a part you're of every the show. day, right? Yeah. No, I, I didn't feel like it, right? And it's no and nothing already, against Bob and Dan. No, but they already had their thing rolling, and it, it had to be difficult from them as well. Of we've been doing us since we got paired for whatever it was seven eight years by then, and then now we have to change what's been very successful to absorb a third. And it was the fact that every time we did that segment, it was like, man, we got to get you over here, man. That was great. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, when it happened, like, what the hell what are we, we doing to do? Yeah, what's just going on here? We don't You're know. Like, how oh, to, we didn't really mean that. We you don't know. know how to use this toy every day. Like, I didn't know. And, you know, your mindset is having, I'm the third man on that show. So yeah, man. Corby's a third man and Gordon's a third man. I have to do that. I can't do that. That's not me. Yeah. I can't do that. You have to try to find your own voice. But that's a difficult thing to do coming into something that's so established. But no it doubt. was uh, it was rocky at first. But, man, once we figured it out, it started to feel right. I'm trying to remember the exact moment where I felt really comfortable. I think it was – it may have been when Old School came out and they did a press junket with Will Ferrell. Okay. And he was out yeah. somewhere doing the you know, 10, 15-minute interview, whatever. And I did that with him. And we played it back, and it was 
Yeah. It's like it was almost the like, ticket right. thing. Like, okay, You're all part right. Of this I, thing yeah, now. I found something that would, that worked and it was That's great. Cool. And instead of trying to wait until they call me to say something and not just kind of, you know, putting it out there, but they were, they were really cool and really nice, but it was the, Hey, we have this thing established. We have to try to see how we can make this thing work. But man, I can't believe it's that long ago though. It doesn't feel like 2006. Felt like it's, uh, you know, it's pretty wild, man. I mean, the journey of the ticket has or been... something. It, it doesn't feel like I've been here for that long. Yeah. And I that's mean, a great thing. Time goes by like crazy. And obviously, my journey has been colossally different than pretty much anybody else that works up here. Way different. Because I, I grew up, as I think most people know, in, in Rockwall. But I actually, when I first started driving, I was a Kid Craddock in the morning guy. And that's what I would listen to on the way to school. And I kind of was like, oh, yeah, I mean, Kid Craddock's awesome and, and is all this. And it probably wasn't until about 97, 98 that I started in the afternoons getting into the ticket on the way home from school. And then I'll, I'll never forget me and one of my best friends, as random as this is, I don't know how we found out about this. Chief Auto Parts used to exist, and there used to be their corporate headquarters were in Seagoville. So the summer of 98, after college, me and him were hired as interns or something in their accounting department for whatever reason. And... We made seven fifty an hour, which at the time was like three dollars more than minimum wage, and it was awesome. We sat in there and listened to the ticket all day, every day, nonstop, from the time we got in the car when we carpooled together to the time one of us dropped the other person off all day. And I just that's when it hit, and that was the summer where this was before Bob and Dan got here. Rocco Pendola was doing middays, and Rocco did a show where he he broadcasted like in a car or van or something. As he went around the entire Beltline Loop. Yeah. And me, that just blew my mind that you could do something like that. And that was the summer before I got into radio in college. Because originally I was a theater major. So my first two years of college, all I did was theater. And then that was what prompted me, okay, yeah, this would be awesome to do. And I, I got into radio, and man, you talk about work. And when I say that I've worked for different stations, I didn't get into sports radio until the ticket hired me as a part timer in 2009. I had been doing radio for eight years before that. And I was always trying to figure out, like, how do you get to the ticket? I, cause I did my internship because somebody had heard, somebody knew somebody at the edge and it was like, Hey, I can get you an interview for an internship at the edge. So summer of 99, I did my radio internship with the edge with Jagger, Ryan and Michelle on the morning show. They called me Matt the Virgin intern. Huh. And man, the stuff I had to do, we won't go there, but it, it was. Yeah, you know, did then, they take your your nickname away by the end no, of the show? No, <laughs> no, but it was it was just a different you you couldn't do much like even this station so much that has changed in society that you just couldn't do the stuff that you did back then. It's impossible. You just couldn't do it. And man, when I got out of college, I I won this national broadcasting award as a senior in college. Got flown up to New York for National Association of Radio Talk Show Hosts. Met Bill O'Reilly and Sean Hannity and all these guys like all these PDs. Hey, when you get out of college, give us a call. Give us a call. I called who knows how many people, nothing. And so the station in San Antonio gave me a part-time shot. I was like, well, I live in Dallas. They're like, well, we'll put you on the air, but you need to answer when we call. I used to drive, like July 4th this happened. They called and said, hey, our morning show host is sick. Can you be here in the morning? Yep. And I drove overnight to San Antonio, got there, went on the air. And I didn't know. They're like, hey, can you stay around town or whatever? And they wouldn't pay for my hotel because I'm some part-time guy. They're like, can you just make yourself available in case we need you tomorrow? 
Fortunately, my brother lived in Austin, so I was like, hey, can I crash on your couch? I'd go stay with him in Austin, waiting to see if they were going to tell me, that is crazy. We, we're going to use you tomorrow right. or not, because if not, i got to wait tables tonight in Dallas, and I need to let them know. And I, I mean, my life was like that for several months. And I mean, I, I, I worked at a station in Austin, had a three month deal. They told me I'd get a two month, a two year contract, never came. Station went under. I was out. I moved to Florida, worked at a random music station in Lake City, Florida near Gainesville. I worked at the ranch doing country music. I mean, I was hopping around until I found out the ticket is looking for somebody and I just sent in my crap and Rich Phillips was like, let's talk. That's an incredible radio story, Dude, man. Yes. That's usually how it goes. That's why it's so significant that this 30th birthday of this station is happening because it's not normal for people to work at one station for their entire radio career. Not at all. Or that, not go like, anywhere or this established. It's, that's what, like, even guys like Sean and Mina who are now full time on air hosts, they've never done anything else. And that blows my mind that these guys went from intern to op and did all this at one station. When I, I've probably worked, I mean, I'd have to think about it, at least 10 different radio stations in different parts of the country. So at 1210, let's talk about how you hated me when you first heard my name. <laughs> it's uh, 1112. It's the world's most dangerous midday show. Donovan okay. Lewis, Matt McLaren. Uh, coming up next, let's combo platter the stars and the mouths. Big win for the stars uh, last night and a big one for the mouths tonight. We'll do it here at Ticketkers with titles. That'd be incredible. Yeah. I would love that also. And the Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers get a few more. They're chasing the Yankees by the time we're dying, you know, like saying, yes, it would be the stars of the new Red Wings or Canadians. That'd be, that'd be crazy. Yes, it would be awesome. Uh, let's see. If your colleagues were a group of superheroes, what would each of their superpowers be based on their best contributions to the ticket? Man, (sighs) mine would be invisibility. Oh, man. Oh, buddy. Jeez. Not with that boner whoa. you got over there. <laughs> Taking all those pills. <laughs> Look at me. Like, whoa, what just bumped into me? I don't see anything. Uh, well, that's one you have to think about. Yeah. Bob will be question man. Question man. Yeah. The longer the question goes, the weaker the... the oh, oh no! it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, well, it's like... Oh, no! It's like, um, <laughs> what we do in the shadows where just, he's yeah. basically an energy vampire like, drainer. <laughs> that'd be kind of cool asking the question yeah that's too, that's too hard to think about that is that's a lot because everybody has their certain skills for sure but how do you turn that into a superpower i don't know if you could time travel I'm back to your man. if you could I would tra- be math man yeah oh that's right Heck you would yeah. have to be yeah what a boring superhero that'd be a great movie though it's throwing out equations god we would kill you on the beach x equals mc squared if you could Quit time travel, me about pie, all right, we don't care. If you could time travel back to your first day of work, what would be the one thing you'd tell yourself? Hang in there. Yeah, mine is be patient. That's right because the first you thought just, that I had. You don't think about it. Yeah, you're thinking that okay, it's all right here. You're so excited and you're just ready for the the ride that's going to happen. And I knew, I 100 percent knew that it was going to be a long journey. Just. Yeah. Well, the Just thing listen, is, listen to me on Kevin McCarthy. I wasn't the most skilled broadcaster out there. Were. We were all was, idiots. I knew it was going to be a long road, but the almost the off ramps that I almost took would have probably. I just wouldn't be the person I am right now as far as happiness or anything like that, because there were three legit off ramps. I was I was that close to taking, and I'm so glad I didn't. But I think I would have told my younger self, 
It's going to happen. Just be cool. Yeah, and even if it didn't happen either the way it did for me or the end result, I still would have been happy just being here, I think. Like, there was a part of me where I was kind of resigned to the fact that I'm never going to make money doing this. Yeah. Like, a lot my friends that were buying boats and stuff when they were 30 years old, and I'm just like, dude, that's just not... And I was okay with it. That's not because I was, yeah, I was, I was having fun here. I knew that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was having fun doing what I was doing. But the ultimate goal, you want to see you reach your dream, and you have this for so long that okay, I just didn't think it was possible. I didn't. No. So now to to be in this position now was is is amazing. But you know, just a lot of the doubts that I had in all those years leading up, I probably would tell myself now just. Just be cool. Yeah. You know, you have to, the path is, 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 is laid out how it's supposed to be. And, uh, I'm glad I did. And it's been a fun ass ride, man. Seriously. That it has. All right. All right, boys. There's your birthday. Thank edition. you, Corby. Thank you, P1s. Happy birthday to one and all in that game that, you know, as long as I've been That's in just this what game. you do. It, I just can't wrap my mind around. I mean, it's like you guys, but other professions. I have friends that have been doing the same thing. Since we got out of college, it's been 20 years or whatever, and that's all they've ever done at that job, work, whatever. Yeah, right. And I just, that is so nuts to me. Would you work as a weekend overnight board op? No. Did it. For the next 20 years, if it meant that all four teams won a title. No. He says within those 20 years. No. So he, not even every no. year. Anybody who's ever done that, you would not. Yeah, no, take I don't that. get to talk about it with. Just myself in the studio as I'm running the board. I have to call somebody. You can't go back. Like when you're first doing it, you're like, all right, I'm in. This is cool. I'm at the station. You, there's no, you could not go back to doing that. You can't do it. You can't do it. I'm not doing it. How, how long did you do it? Not, I mean, for several months. I did it a year. I, I did. Oh yeah, when I I was eleven months full time overnight board operator, and then that was probably three Mine months was... into the when I first started. So I was board op part time, yeah, for over over a year. It's rough, dude, because it's really difficult. I, I did when, first, when it's your first job, you are excited. Yes. Yeah, that I, I was I was pretty. And then hyped. I also did overnights on the ranch on the weekends as a DJ from. Like Friday and Saturday night from ten until six a.m. or whatever. Yeah, and I would wait tables during the day. Oh and as my soon god! As my shift got off, go straight to the radio station and do that. Then go home, sleep to wait tables the next day. I don't want to ever do that again. Yeah, it's it's really difficult. <laughs> it's not fun. Uh, let's see here. If you uh, no 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 the five hosts of the invasion and the hard line. This is from the great motorcycleetto. The five hosts of the invasion in the hardline get stranded on a desert island. What roles do each one of you take and who dies first? <laughs> who dies first? I think Donovan does. Whoa! Yeah. This is not just really? like a movie, regular movie. Yeah. Let me survive a little longer. I was thinking Bob because we couldn't have sports. And I don't, when I think of survivalists, I don't think of Bob. No, I don't think of him. He does not like outside. He won't even eat outside. Man, you know what? And we're on an island. You're going to die. You know what? I would kill you right off the bat. No, you wouldn't. Hey, look at that sunset. And then I'd just freaking (laughs) bang you over the head. Look, he's useless. Let's just sacrifice DJ, okay? He'll be the first. (laughs) No, these are just the hosts. That's it. Oh, damn it. (laughs) 
Yeah, we can't even go to the deserted island. You don't like to swim or anything, so when no. we had to go get out to get fish, Donnie. Well, I'm, I'd, uh, yeah, I'd we, try to start the fire and have the fire hot when you guys came back with the food. You couldn't I actually, do that. I'd play true. my role. I would have sex with every one of you first. Get well, that out of the way. Oh, God. Okay, right. kill me. What do you mean, get it out of the way? Once kill you do it once, you'd have to do it. Why wouldn't you what? keep doing okay. it? What if I'm like just demanding it, and then like we're there for like 30 hours, and we're I'm like, oh, sorry about that. And I'm like, man, we, we hear the uh, we hear the roller coaster in the background. Like we're not even on a deserted island. Yeah. We're just in an amusement park. Yeah, Corby, look, I don't. Please, I don't. Like, please, there's no. There's a red lobster play. right there. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Donnie's dying first. Cake. There's no way he's surviving. Yeah, you couldn't do island. it. Your first night. First you just night. said you're like, man. You your brain immediately goes to maybe where there's civilization next to it. No, I have a I'll, I'll have a role. I can carve out a role. What would your role be like? Like school teacher or what? What you know? You guys are dumb. Yes, Not, naughty I can, nurse. I can teach you guys. Teach what? We've already been taught. <laughs> Would Bob try to organize sports leagues? Yes. He would be the commissioner of all four sports leagues. And then we'd all complain. Like, like, dude, dude, it's three on two every time <laughs> yeah. we play. In the sand, he has like a, a soccer. Bob's like, I win again. A, a soccer like, you have pitch. The other two guys, man. Corby would make a pickleball court in the sand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. The ball doesn't bounce again, Corby. I think it doesn't I could bounce. kill some stuff. I'd be good. I think I could survive. Man, I'd go to that dark place in my brain, like, what happened to McLaren? I'd come through with a boar on my shoulder. I got it tonight, guys. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be so I'm missing great. a lamb. I'm like, don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> but it's half eaten because you just have guts and blood around yeah. your mouth. I was hungry on the walk back. I would, I would be the one that would eat liver and stuff first and test it for you guys. If you had to do wireless for your whole shift Super Bowl week, so you're just walking around for three, four hours, whatever. Would you rather do it on Viagra or with a Hitler mustache? Viagra. I have a question, and I'm dead serious, because mm-hmm. I'm not Viagra guy. Okay. You should not be. yet. Don't know if you are. I'm not. Blue Chew? Blue Chew is awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It is. I haven't done Blue Chew either. Me either. But does it, does it instantly, like, do you need a... Are you just, it boom, it's there? It or do you need the woman there, or man, or whatever? I think yeah. it's according to what product you take. Viagra is more immediately there, yes. essentially. And then Cialis. Like, like, without even, I could just be watching football. Yes. And then uh, they throw a touchdown, and all of a sudden, That's weird. <laughs> That's how come Cialis, I think, is the better option on that. It's called Talat. Talat. Latifil, I believe, is the scientific name. And if you get that, then it'll stay in your system longer, and it only really activates if you're aroused for a reason. Now, so, I don't know about the others. Did you... Okay, Corby, you're my age. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear of anything called maintain? No. You don't remember that? No. <laughs> maintain. And I may be wrong about this, but I feel like that that was sold like in stores, like right where you could get M&M's and gum, then all of a sudden it's this gel that you could slather on and down there. You did, yeah, it's called maintain. You never heard of that? No, you did Me that either. <laughs> How was it? I put one dollop because I was scared. Did it work? Or was it all psychosomatic? Like it, what, you didn't need sure it. it. You is. probably didn't need it. Well, yeah, when you're 15, you don't need anything. No, 15, what are you doing? 
You just heard about it. So you just wanted to try it? I wasn't doing anything. (laughs) That's interesting. Because you don't have those blood flow issues at that age. I mean, it's it's a blood flow issue is the problem. So I've I've heard a couple of my buddies say they like took a fourth of one of those pills and they were almost even tired of doing it. Dude, it's like, hurry up. Yeah. Okay. Let's, yes. get, it, let's get it done. Right. It's awesome. <laughs> Never, I, don't know. I don't know if I want to. I feel like. I mean, it's just. At a certain age, it's time to close up shop. And I think your body naturally tells you when that certain yeah, age is not, to, see, to be done. You're thinking of going for a longer time period. I'm thinking, and this is where I think it, it, it can be utilized quite a bit. If you drink a bit, as I've gotten older, things don't necessarily want to work. Dude, as I don't well. want to do that when I'm. But sometimes you do. And man, bad. this will just fight right through that to where you're like, yeah. And it's. That man, that's. What do you like again? You know. All right. Desert Island. We'll try it. <laughs> no. Right after Matt comes back with the boar and blood on his face. <laughs> after we're done eating. And you yeah. see, you uh. like the, the trees just part. Like, what's doing that? I took one too. <laughs> <laughs> Every year for the next 50 years. This is a stupid you time frame. Wit. <laughs> <laughs> Built in spear on that. <laughs> Every year for the next 50 years, either the Stars, Mavs, or Rangers will win a championship each year. So it's just kind of random when they do it. But the Cowboys every year repeat a year like this where they go 13 and 3 or whatever, 12 and 5, and they crush your soul at the end. But three of the four are winning a title. Basically, one of them is every year. Yes. Oh yeah, I'll take yeah, that. I'd take that. Yeah, I would too. That'd be yeah. incredible. Yeah. For 50 years. And I'm so used to the Cowboy thing. It doesn't even move the needle for me. And plus, I've said this a thousand times. As a fan, I had my time with them, and I feel bad for those who didn't. It sucks. Okay, that makes sense. For half the world that hasn't seen it. But yeah. literally when I was 25, they'd been to eight Super Bowls, won five, and been to 14 NFC championships. So I saw all that, and it was awesome. So I'm good on that front. That but makes I would, sense. I would love to see 12 Maverick, like, they're up there with the Lakers with titles. That'd be incredible. Yeah. I would love that also. And the Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers. To are, get a few more. They're chasing yeah. the Yankees by the time we're dying, you know. Or like insane. Yes, it would be. Like the stars of the new Red Wings or Canadians. That'd be a, that'd be crazy. Yes, it would be awesome. Uh, let's see. If your colleagues were a group of superheroes, what would each of their superpowers be based on their best contributions to the ticket? Man. <sighs> I'd, mine would be invisibility. Oh, man. Oh, buddy. Jeez. Not with that boner you got over there. (laughs) Taking all those pills. (laughs) Look at me. Like, whoa, what just bumped into me? I don't see anything. Uh, Well, that's one you have to think about. Yeah. Bob will be question man. Question man. Yeah. The longer the question goes, the weaker the... the, Oh, Oh, it's like, yeah, it's... Yeah, well, it's like... It's like um, <laughs> what we do in the shadows, where just, he's yeah. basically an energy vampire like, drainer. That's <laughs> kind of cool. Asking the question. Yeah, that's Man, too, that's too hard to think about. That is. That's a lot. Because everybody has their certain skills for sure, but how do you turn that into a superpower? I don't know. If you could time travel I'm back math to your, man. if you could, I would tra- be Math Man. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Heck you would yeah. have to be. Yeah. What a boring superhero. It'd be a great movie though. Just throwing out equations. God, we would kill you on the beach. 
X equals MC squared. If you could Quit time travel, pi, all right, we don't care. If you could time travel back to your first day of work, what would be the one thing you'd tell yourself? Hang in there. Yeah, mine is be patient. That's right, because the first you just, that I have. You don't think about it. Yeah. You're thinking that, okay, it's all right here. You're so excited, and you're just ready for the the ride that's going to happen. And I knew, I 100% knew that it was going to be a long journey. Just, yeah. Well, the just thing listen, is. Listen to me on Kevin McCarthy. I wasn't the most skilled broadcaster out there. We were all was, idiots. I knew it was going to be a long road, but the almost the off-ramps that I almost took would have probably... I just wouldn't be the person I am right now as far as happiness or anything like that. Because there were three legit off-ramps I was, I was that close to taking. And I'm so glad I didn't. But I think I would have told my younger self, it's going to happen. Just be cool. Yeah, and uh, even if it didn't happen either the way it did for me or the end result, I still would have been happy just being here, I think. Like, there was a part of me where I was kind of resigned to the fact that I'm never going to make money doing this. Yeah. Like, a lot my friends that were buying boats and stuff when they were 30 years old, and I'm just like, dude, that's just not... And I was okay with it. That's not because I was, yeah, I was, I was having fun here. I knew that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was having fun doing what I was doing. But the ultimate goal, you want to see you reach your dream, and you have this for so long that okay, I just didn't think it was possible. I didn't. No. So now to to be in this position now was is is amazing. But you know, just a lot of the doubts that I had in all those years leading up, I probably would tell myself now just. Just be cool. Yeah. You know, you have to, the path is, 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 is laid out how it's supposed to be. And, uh, I'm glad I did. And it's been a fun ass ride, man. Seriously. That it has. All right. All right, boys. There's your birthday. Thank edition. you, Corby. Thank you, P1s. Happy birthday to one and all.